I'm your host, Jim, and this is the show that makes you question the very reality that you live in. Conversations After Dark. Gibson bag of $20 bill. On we are some weird shit there, man. There's a dude sitting in the bushes, man. Does he have a gun? I don't know, man. I don't know. What? What? Red team, go. Red team, go. Who's the only one here who knows the illegal ninja moves from the government? This one gang kept wanting me to join because I'm pretty good with the bow staff. Uh-oh, retard alert! Retard alert, class! Welcome to my dark and twisted mind. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Conversations After Dark. I'm your host, Tim, and I'm so glad you could join me tonight. Please remember to like and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. So tonight I want to start something new with maybe some crazy headlines. First comes to you from Fox News about how dairy giant Dannon wants to put masks on their cows. So they can't get you to mask up, so they figure if they tell you that even the cows got to wear a mask, that you'll wear yours. I hate to tell them, I ain't wearing no damn mask. And the other story comes to you from India Today. Five men decided that they needed to rape a pregnant goat, and they have since been arrested and charged with sexual battery and death of a goat, which makes you really scratch your head and wonder why. Why are these guys over there fucking goats? But yet they believe that we're the ones that are corrupt over here in America, but yet I believe it happens all over the world. I mean, that's a good example right there. Five men fucking a goat or something wrong with that picture. So, excuse me, tonight we're going to do something just a little bit different than what we usually do. I'm going to kind of go a little bit away from conspiracy, and I want to talk to an author. She's she's wrote several short stories that you can find online, and now she has wrote a compilation book called Tales of American Idacy. I'd like to present to you author Proud Infidel. Hi, I'm Fiona from Love My Lifestyle. I'm a mum, wife, author, coach, mentor, tennis extraordinaire and motorsport enthusiast and a digital lifestyle entrepreneur. I used to work in the automotive and insurance industries and became burnt out, working seven days a week, sometimes 16 hours a day. I had no time for family, friends or hobbies. So I went searching for something, no clue what that was. I stumbled across a tiny ad on Google and figured I'd take a chance. I discovered the world of digital business way back in 2009 and have never looked back. Today I speak with savvy, professional women from all over the world, big thinkers, highly motivated, success-driven and looking to utilise their skill set to work for them and have a passion for personal growth. If you too are looking to break free of the corporate grind and instead focus your energies and talents on building a global online enterprise that can give you the freedom and flexibility to love your lifestyle too, then head on over to lovemylifestyle.com.au forward slash podcorn, that's P-O-D-C-O-R-N, register your details and I'll personally be in touch for an interview. It could be a total game changer for you too. Look forward to speaking with you soon. All right. I'd like to welcome 
tonight's guest, author Proud Infidel. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do? So I'm a writer. I didn't start out in life that way. Um, and when you're a writer, you're kind of like a schizophrenic with a personality disorder who talks to imaginary friends. What I mean by that is you have to be able to imagine different characters um, in a way, be them, and then you got to communicate that to your reader. So when I was invited to come on the show, I was very excited because um, one of my personalities, so to speak, is a conspiracy theorist. And um, I actually wrote about him in my book, Tales of American Idiocy. His name is Chester. And he's a cat of all things. Um, and what really inspired me to go this route was the early 2020s. I mean, everyone knows what we just lived through. It was crazy. We're still, in a way, living through it. Um, so that's, uh, that's what inspired me to do this and kind of deviate from my career, which is actually in healthcare, um, to this. So... That's, uh, that's what I've been doing. Well, well, what made you choose the name Proud Infidel? Well, uh, I've always identified with the word infidel. Um, it just kind of fits me uh, because an infidel, well, according to the, is the uh, definition but the Islamists use, is it can be either a Christian or a Jewish person. And I'm a Christian. And... Um, so I decided to take that name on. And then PR, Patricia Ray is, you know, of course, my pen name. So Patricia Ray Infidel, it just kind of all fits. Oh, that's cool. So in your your story about the conspiracy cat, Chester, uh, so wh what kind of conspiracies is old Chester interested in? Well, I can read you just a short segment from the book that might kind of explain it. Okay, so basically a little context, the animals, um, they're basically house pets, right? Yes. And they gather for a weekly meeting, okay? And um, basically there's Chester there, he's among them, he's a little strange, he's always been a little strange, but at this particular meeting he says something completely strange. And here we go. Soon the humans will all wear muzzles and be chained to their homes by their great glowing boxes. This announcement by Chester the cat stopped the weekly meeting of the pets of Sunnyside Street Cold. Not because they were surprised by Chester. He was, after all, the neighborhood conspiracy cat. Known for making odd announcements about aliens, lizard people, and government plots for totalitarian control, Chester was a well of odd machinations, most of which he shared at inopportune moments. He even wore a tinfoil hat that each week boasted another layer of the shiny kitchen essential. It rose in above his awkward eyes, awkward because his right eye was twice as large as his left and constantly watering. Also, his nose continuously twitched. Indeed, all of Chester's seemed to shudder, an endless nervous tick that Chester insisted was the result of aliens shooting electrical energy through his body. Uh, Chester, said Tommy, that's weird, even for you. Weird doesn't begin to describe it, Chester said, his tremor intensifying. When the humans don their muzzles, they will isolate themselves. Then you will see them change. But why would the humans wear muzzles? Laughed Bonnie the collie. 
the muscles will restrict their oxygen. All organs, especially the brain, rely on oxygen. Oxygen restriction will limit their, the human's ability to think critically and question the obscene. Also, forcing the humans into social isolation will alter their brainwaves, Chester continued. Oxygen deprivation, coupled with social isolation, will launch them into a state of psychosis, making them vulnerable to suggestion. Then and only then will they be willing to surrender their civil liberties to the government and undergo mass pharmaceutical experimentation. So that's just kind of the first couple paragraphs from um, that short story, The Conspiracy Cat. Um, <clears throat> the story continues on. Of course, the animals at first think he's nuts until he isn't. Um, and at the end of the story, I kind of leave it open um, for the animals to kind of form a crew and fight the globalists of the new world order. Um, so that's... That's what Chester's into. He's basically into the NWO. He's into uh, lizard people. Um, he's into aliens. And he's just one of my most favorite characters to write about. Well, he definitely sounds like a very interesting character, that's for sure. Um, and he's, it sounds like you take a lot from everyday events because uh, the New World Order and lizard people and all that, that's something that I believe that that is happening, especially the New World Order. They've been talking about that since the late 80s. Yeah, I, I uh, actually don't even know that the New World Order would be considered a conspiracy anymore. Um, it, it's There's just so much evidence for it. And Klaus Schwab wanting us to eat bugs and own nothing and be happy. That's It sounds crazy, but there, there's so much evidence that they actually want to do this. Um, that... I mean, it's it's definitely worth paying attention to. So that's for sure. That's for sure because our government's definitely up to some shady stuff as far as that goes. But back to your books, you you have several several titles, not just the American Idiocy. Well, uh, yes and no. The Tales of American Idiocy is the one that I have for sale. Um, so that's kind of my my paid title. Um, I do have an account on Wattbook that I don't have what I, or what, not Wattbook, Wattpad, that I don't have, you know, that's free, right? Um, it's not books on Wattpad, it's short stories, and I wrote a few editorials there. So it's free for anyone to read. Um, I do have a few books that I'm working on right now. I cannot tell you which one um, I'm going to finish first, but You'll be the first to know if you have any interest in that. I'll keep you updated. But uh, I just really have this calling on my heart to write and try to reframe what's going on in the world in a way that hopefully is interesting to people and hopefully wakes people up a little bit. Well, I'm glad to see you doing that because people definitely need woke up because they, they don't question anything anymore. They just go along with whatever the government says or whatever authority figure says. They don't question anything. And I don't think they push critical thinking in schools anymore. No, I, they don't. They don't. Um, and I've actually had to, I'm having to homeschool um, one of my kids right now. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out how I can maybe take care of the others in that way too. Um, so it's just a, uh, 
society is a mess right now. It, it really is. And um, we need to recapture the fine art of asking why. You know, that's just how I feel about things. Well, and that's definitely a good way to feel about it because that's what people need to get back to is asking why and, and making a difference at the lower level. I mean, people want to make a difference. Making a difference is going to your town council meetings, going to your school board meetings. That's where you're going to make your difference at. And I'm glad to hear that other people are trying to get that out there to them as well. Right, right. I agree. Um, and, and just one thing I want to say <clears throat> about conspiracy theorists in general. Um, I think it's probably one of the most noblest and selfless professions out there, if you can even call it a profession. I mean, for most people, it's a hobby. It, because, and the reason why I say that is, think about it. When everyone else is enjoying themselves, watching football, TV, whatever, you know, you're on the computer, you're in the community, you're reading the fine print, you're talking to folks, you're asking why. You're essentially doing a ton of research for a bunch of sometimes ungrateful normies. Some of them are grateful or, you know, people that ridicule you and you're doing it. You know, a lot of times these rabbit holes, they lead to saving lives, you know. I mean, think about it. If people had listened to the conspiracy theorists, how many cases of myocarditis, you know, how many sudden deaths would we have saved? You know, I mean, would not have happened. Um, and then just one more piece of my book I'd like to share for you, with you along that vein. Uh, in the end, you know, first the animals that Chester, I mean, I, I hate to spoil my book, but at the same time, I think people still enjoy reading it all the animals that Chester recruited, they uh, actually join him. You know, first they ridicule him, but then they join him. And what he does is he makes them take an oath. And the oath goes, part of it goes, I will endure ridicule from many for the salvation of even a few. Okay. Um, and, and that really is saying something because, you know, people think people like us are nuts, but we're really trying to save people. <laughs> we really are. Uh, and I'm, I'm nowhere near, I think, as good at this conspiracy stuff as maybe someone like you is. I, I, I would hope that I'm good enough to uh, write a good conspiracy theorist character. I, I hope I've done that with Chester. Um, I hope I continue to do that with him. But, but um, I'm not as good at it as you. And I'm not... Um, I don't even think at your level, you know, from some of the stuff I've heard from you. So hats off to you. My respect is to you. And I, I hope you continue to do what you're doing. So. Well, and I'm, and I'm trying to get the word out there about everything. That's why I wanted to have you on about your book, because um, I'm just trying to spread information, good information to people instead of this one sided news that they get and Facebook propaganda, because I feel like our our youth being they're not being taught to read or to think anymore no they're definitely not um a lot of these uh a lot of people are going to homeschool for that reason um some of the reading selections i wasn't very happy with and i was even paying for a private school um at the last place that we lived and so that's why, you know, I, I started to homeschool one of them and I've been choosing more of the classical reading selections. I've been choosing things that, you know, makes him think. Um, <clears throat> one of the reading selections that I think is really good for kids is the uh, the Tuttle Twins. They're set in nonfiction books, but 
Uh, one of them is beware your bias. And there's another one about logic and that sort of thing. Another one that I think is really good for youth, it's a very short read and almost nobody reads it, but I just loved it, is uh, Anne Rand's Anthem. It's, it's about 100 pages, um, but it's very good. And I think it's one of the better dystopias out there, and it's one that kids can really read. Well, and that's what we need to do is we need to get these these books out there that are easy for these kids to read because this newer generation, they're looking for that instant gratification. They, they seem like they have no patience. Yeah. And another thing they lack, I think is purpose. Um, you know, I really have not met a person out there that's happy. That doesn't have a clear purpose in life. Um, you know, it says in the Bible, man without vision shall perish. You know, you don't have a purpose. You, you're not going to be, you're not going to know what to do with your life. Um, so I think we need to work on critical thinking, giving kids purpose. Um, and I, I'm hoping to do that in a fun way with what I've written. Um, Conspiracy Cat isn't the only, you know, uh, story in there. There's, there's several other short stories that basically pertain to the hell that we just lived through. Um, one of them is the apartheid of the swamp, and it's about basically giving kids experimental vaccines. Um, I use alligators to communicate uh, that uh, that important issue, and I hope I've done that well there too. Well, I mean, even thinking about the issue, you're winning by doing that. That's half the battle is get them to, to even think about it because when when you approach uh, this younger generation about current events, their their question, their answer is why? Why should I care? And you know, they really should because this is the world that you have to live in and you should care what's going on around you and the things that, you know, the politicians are putting in place because you've got to live with these rules. Absolutely. And I think, too, it's hard to distinguish, you know, real problems from some fake problems. You know, we have the Hegelian dialects. I'm sure you've heard of that, um, where you you know, in order to get the herd to act a certain way, you throw up this fake issue, you know, uh, my, the, the one example that I can think of is um, racism. Okay, yeah, you know, there's some racist people out there, whatever, but is it really such a horrible problem in American society? I don't think so. I, I mean, I really don't. Um, it, but that takes the focus off other issues, like our credit education system and the fact that they're forcefully injecting kids or getting pretty darn close to forcefully injecting kids with a vaccine that's been shown to cause myocarditis. So that's a, uh, that's my concern. Well, and it's definitely, definitely a big concern. And I think it's a concern of a lot of people now because a lot of people rush to get this vaccine. And now we, I think we have yet to start to see the fallout of the medical problems that are going to ensue after this massive vaccination. Yeah, I, well, and the sad thing is too, is that I don't think we've been told the full truth about what's in those things. So if you don't know what's in them, I mean, how are you gonna treat the problems that ensue from them? You understand? You know, doctors are still, to my knowledge, you know, when you go through your medical training, they're still being taught the, the basic stuff. They're not being taught all this new vaccine injury stuff. 
So it's, it's one of those things you have to learn as you go. Um, there are a few organizations that are working on it. There's the wellness company. Um, there's remote health solutions. Uh, so if anybody's listening, if they know of anyone who's vaccine injured, you can check into those guys. Um, but you know, your, your average, you know, walk-in clinic or your ER even, um, or your family doctor, they don't, they're not going to know how to treat these things. Uh, it's a whole new ball game. Um, so it's, yeah, we've just begun to see the fallout. I agree with you there. Oh yeah. And I mean, and it, yeah, I don't know if you knew, but, uh, if you go back and listen to one of my previous episodes with Mike Wellich, he made a video, um, he made a movie called the viral delusion about COVID. And if you actually send off the vaccine to have it tested in a lab on your own, you can be prosecuted, which is, which is just blows my mind. What's in it. That's so controversial that you're willing to prosecute people if they try to figure it out. Yeah, that, that does blow my mind there. Um, I mean, you, you know, you don't do stuff like that. Let's try to hide something. Okay. What are you hiding? You know, what did you do to us? What did you give us? Um, and I mean, I, like I said, I don't even know how you would know how to treat people, you know, that have been injured from this thing, unless you actually look at what's in what's actually in the vials. Um, I mean, you can guess, you can run tests, you can tell if someone's calcium's low or their electrolytes are out of whack. But a lot of this stuff, I think, I mean, just from some of the injury videos I've seen, it's on such a microscopic level. How are you going to deal with that? It's going to take a lot of trial and error before the doctors finally figure it out. And then those are, that's only going to be a small section of doctors that you know, are, are willing to do that and are willing to, I hate to say it, be on the fringe and acknowledge these people exist. Um, so it, it's a mess. It's a mess that's been created with this thing. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Because we're, we're basically testing vaccines on a massive level because my understanding is it's an RNA vaccine, which we've never, we've never had success with before. Every time they've went to animal trials, they've always um, had massive health issues and it's never made it to the public. So for them to give it on a mass level is just absolutely scary. Yeah. You know, mass pharmaceutical experimentation, like Chester's warning about, um, if I could just read a couple more sentences from that story, uh, basically during this scene, Chester invites, uh, a lab rat named Talon to talk about what's going to happen to the, to his new, to the, uh, the normie animals, the normie pets. Um, and so Hal's here and he's talking. Several companies tried for 20 years to push the mRNA vaccines through and failed. There were safety concerns. Like what? Oh, not much, Hal said. Just autoimmune disease, organ failure, prion disease, infertility, myocarditis, endocarditis, miscarriage, dysmenorrhea, blood clots, nervous disorders, and uh, Hal tapped his chin along with his memory. Oh yeah, sudden death. So that's, um, that's another little excerpt from the story. Um, and it's, it's almost chilling because when I wrote that, um, I mean, I wrote that sentence I just read, um, God, over a year ago. Okay. Cause it takes a while to publish a book. Um, and I, I sent it off and I didn't know a hundred percent that that was going to be right. I just know that when I looked back into the history of the mRNA vaccines, okay, that was some of the things that happened that stopped them from going public. 
And so I just put it in there and I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's a crazy little cartoon story anyway. Maybe it, it won't matter if I'm right. But I was right. I think like 90% of that stuff I just read off to you, they're actually, um, they're actually seeing in people. Um, the one thing I don't think that's coming up is the prion disease. Yeah, that's 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 wild. How how you can uh, guess something like that, and then when it comes true, it just totally blows your mind. Yeah, yeah and you know, I've never hated being right so much in my life. Um, that's another thing I gotta say about conspiracy theorists. It's like you hate it when you're right. <laughs> um, that that's what I've noticed about all the good ones. Um, it just it sucks to be right. You do not like being right, and and in a lot of cases some of the things that you do uh you're trying to uh stop stop you don't want to be correct you know what i mean so you're trying to stop it um that that's a very noble thing to it's a very noble pursuit i just gotta say well thank you and there's there's quite a few of us that try to get the word out there and that's all we're trying to do is uh just try to give you the information that's not propaganda and full of psyop message i just try to put people's information out there the best i can and let people make the decision for themselves exactly but uh i definitely enjoyed hearing some of your stories and and uh having you on the show and when you get ready to release your next book if you want to get a hold of me we'll have you back on and talk about more about your books and maybe some more stuff will have went down with covid Yes, absolutely. I'd love to do that. Um, the other thing I'd love to do for your listeners is I'd love to give away two free copies. It's just a first come first serve thing. Um, all you got to do is send me your address. I'm on two major social media networks right now. I'm on uh, Gab and my Gab handle is Proud Infidel 911. And my Facebook is Patricia Ray. At Facebook, you can just message me. Um, just mention the show, Conversations After Dark. And um, if you're one of the first two to message me, hey, great. If you're not, uh, maybe we can still work something out. And I just really hope that everyone here has a great day. And thank you again so much for having me on the show. Well, thank you for being on. You were definitely a great guest to have on. And I look forward to having you on again. And um, mm -hmm. I'll put those links in the bio. That way they can click on them and get to your pages. And uh, I'll even put on there a link to go order the book. All right. I appreciate you. You take care. Keep up the good work. Um, have fun waking the normies because it's, it's, it's hard to do. 